Welcome to another episode of Breaking Business Barriers. This is your host, Brent Duhame, and I'm I'm truly excited to introduce a second timer to the podcast and, and uh, who uh, I've gotten to know over the last year. And some of you rem- may remember the name, but before we do that, I just want to let everyone know, we, first of all, we want to thank the folks that make this happen for us. Open Media Source, Expanse Financial Group, and our friends over at American Option Insurance. But uh, I've got an author. It's not his first book. He uh, took a, a practice run or two at a couple others, which most of us have never done, which I think is inspiring in itself. The book's name, and, and I'll pass it over to Ed here in a second, the book's name is My Addiction and Recovery. Folks, if you can't be inspired by this gentleman, um, you better check your pulse because uh, what he's overcome in life out of a thousand people, I'm no, I'm no a scientist in this area, but maybe maybe one person makes it. Uh, to the extent from where he was to where he is today. And, and I encourage you to go back and, and find us anywhere on uh, your favorite podcla- podcast platform, such as iTunes and others. You can uh, see all of our episodes. Uh, Ed was in on our, f- our first year, in, in fact, here at Breaking Business Barriers. But uh, Ed, man, glad to have you back, man, all the way. Now, I think you're in California. Might be in San Fran today, huh? Yeah, absolutely. I'm in San Francisco. Brent, thank you so much for having me back. It's great to be here. I'm really inspired by the work that you and your team are doing. Well, and likewise, and your reach is incredible. And, you know, we, we threw a little something on the Open Media uh, Source Facebook page here last week. And the number of private messages of that little stage time presence that you did was just I mean, you, you, it touched a lot of our folks and uh, that, that follow us. And by the way, Ed, I think you and I visited earlier after our first season at uh, Breaking Business Barriers. We've been reached in over 30 countries. Un- unbelievable. And we've had feedback on, on shows like your, that, that you had, which was amazing, by the way. And, uh, and here we are back to talk a little bit about your book. So let's, uh, let's get to the book. Yeah, that, that's great, Brent. Well, congratulations on your reach into over 30 countries. That's amazing. As far as my book, uh, in a nutshell, I may be the only person who was once arrested by the FBI, went on to turn my life around and receive a community service award from the director of the FBI. Uh, it's an amazing story made possible by so many incredible people in my life who inspired me. Basically, I made, uh, I had a lot of opportunities in life, college degree, uh, biotechnology career, I was a homeowner, yet I made a lot of poor choices, I hurt myself, I hurt many other people through my decisions leading to a devastating 20-year drug addiction. My final 11 years of addiction were to methamphetamine, I got into this psychosis I would hear disembodied voices and believe in vast FBI conspiracies trying to pin 9-11 on me. That's one of the reasons it's so ironic that I received a community service award from the FBI director. To, uh, you know, to, to the brief story is I found the strength in 2007 to put my drug addiction behind me. I discovered, like the title of my book, just because you're done with drugs, doesn't necessarily mean drugs are done with you. 
I continued to experience a number of mental health challenges, uh, a psychosis, a schizophrenia-like condition, which, to be honest, episodes of which persist to this day, you know, to, to this very day. Yet I've chosen not to see myself as mentally ill, but rather to see myself as, um, I don't know, mentally enhanced, or <laughs> it sounds kind of cheesy, or something like that. I, I've chosen to allow incredible individuals to inspire me to a pursuit of spirituality, which led me to uh, serve incarcerated persons. I spend uh, weekends volunteering in maximum security prisons to help uh, incarcerated men start paths or stay on paths to employment and entrepreneurship and avoid recidivism. I do a weekly Toastmasters style group. For those who may not know, Toastmasters is a public speaking organization. I facilitate a weekly group in a women's unit in San Francisco County Jail. I also volunteer for law enforcement. I, uh, I recently spoke at an S a San Francisco Police Department station to inspire officers that their work really does make a difference in the lives of many people like myself, like who I used to be. Um, of all the help I received, some of the most meaningful came from persons in law enforcement police officers, FBI agents, uh, other, also first responders, firefighters. I, uh, and then I volunteer for the FBI. I help them do their outreach to communities affected by incarceration and addiction. I'm very grateful to the FBI. I'm very grateful to the police department, to first responders, to the military, to our protectors. I'm also incredibly grateful to the men and women serving time, who have served time, yet who are uh, addressing their past mistakes, turning their lives around. They inspire me to do the same. And hopefully my book is giving back something uh, to others. I think the main thing that readers get, uh, readers will get a very inspiring story. In the United States, 47 million Americans suffer from mental health challenges. In uh, the United States, our economy loses $193 billion every year to mental health related issues. Worldwide, the World Health Organization reports that uh, mental illness accounts for more disability in developed countries than any other group of illnesses, including cancer and heart disease. So mental health is uh, it's a, it's a pivotal issue for us to address. It's hard work to, to, to overcome our own challenges to mental health. It's hard work to serve others. Readers and people need inspiration that there are success stories. My story happens to be one of those success stories. Readers get inspired. Readers uh, find that there are other, story, other, other people who have accomplished far more than I have. They inspire me. And hopefully what readers get is a sense that, uh, they're, that, that the story passes along all the good that's being done out there and leading to success stories. Wow, and that that is a uh, that that is a mouthful, and certainly I don't want to unveil any specifics of the book. But you know, as I've learned, part of the things as it relates to any sort of relation to mental mental health, it's uh, you know I picked up and done some reading as I had kids going through mid middle school. You know the pressures that are on them through high school and college, and the stats that you just you just um, let us know about. That's incredible. I didn't even know it was that kind of number. And is it the toughest thing? What, what's the toughest part about recovery? Maybe a little different than yours, obviously. You had, you had some years in advance 
um, of going through drug addiction and what have you. But let's let's say the average um, the average high school kid. What what should they be doing if they know that they're 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 challenged with maybe some anxiety? That's a big one out there, and it's clearly identified. I think in a lot of medical journals today. What's the first thing that they should be doing, or what do you recommend they do to work their way out of that? It's an excellent question, Brent. It's well worth a discussion. I think it depends. Each person who is grappling with mental health challenges or addiction is a different, unique, special individual. In general, community is very important. Having a group of persons that one can trust, that one can be feel okay expressing oneself and being vulnerable with. Certainly, uh, coaching coaching helps. Support groups. For me personally, it's been such a big thing to be able to give to my communities, to be able to volunteer, to serve the law enforcement groups that I used to be terrified of, to serve incarcerated persons who, if it weren't for my birth circumstances, I probably would have ended up serving much more time than I actually did serve. But by that, I mean, society gave me some unfair advantages. Uh, you know, let's face it, due to my skin color, due to my privileged socioeconomic background, I had unfair advantages in life. So for me to be doing something, to, to first of all realize that, because this sounds obvious to say, but for me to live it and uh, imbo- do something to level playing field for others, for persons who didn't have the same advantages I do, that's such an important thing. It makes my life meaningful. So to, to get back to your question, understand that with addiction, the challenge is usually not quitting drugs or, or quitting alcohol or quitting the addictive behavior, if it's video games or social media or workaholism. The challenge is not quitting the behavior. As addicts, we do that every day almost. You know, I quit drugs a thousand times, a million times I quit drugs. My challenge was to stay quit. That's the challenge. And in order to stay quit, we need to live a meaningful life. What, what brings meaning into your life and what brings meaning into my life, they may be completely different things, but for the person overcoming addiction, absolutely uh, tap into your communities, tap into your support networks, find ways to express yourself, find out what is going to bring meaning into your life. Because when you do that, you'll have something to replace the drugs. That's what it's all about. You know, drugs and addictive behaviors that leave a hole in our lives, when we quit, we got to fill that hole. And leading a meaningful life, that's one great way to fill that hole left behind by drugs or any other, or many other addictive behaviors. All right. And you and I talked um, a short while before we got started today and in, 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 in the sense of breaking business barriers. As I, as I referenced, a lot of people may think about writing a book. Maybe they get started and they, they, they don't get through it. Maybe they get one out there and, oh, my gosh, no one's buying it. Uh, do you have a quick pointer? If someone wants to really sit down write a book. Is there a pointer or two that you could give uh, our listeners, Ed? Yeah, absolutely. Read a lot. You know, read a lot of books. That's what did it from that. That's where I got uh, inspiration, not only to, to be a writer, but to kind of see how words should look on a page. And I got ideas for how to uh, structure my writing. So read a lot, read about writing. There's a book by Anne Lamont, uh, Bird by Bird. Great book. Uh, you know, read as much as you can about the writing process. And you got to write. You know, you just anything, anything we do every day, we're pretty much going to get better at. How long did it take you to write 
write this latest book that I believe will be coming out here in April. If I'm not right, you can correct me, but how long did it take you, uh, you know, from the time that you put ink on paper to where you're standing now? It took me many years to get into the habit of writing. So every morning when I get up 5 a.m., I'm, I'm writing right away. It's the first thing I do after I meditate. In December, uh, I guess it was December 20, it was about 18, it was about two years ago, um, I sat down next to Seth Godin. You know Seth Godin, right? Yep, yeah, absolutely. For those who don't know, Seth is a very well-respected entrepreneur, author. Uh, he's, I think he started Yahoo, and he's, he's done a number of things. So Seth it works with Defy Ventures, who, which Brent, I, I know you, you're an awesome supporter of, you and your group. Defy Ventures delivers entrepreneur and employment training to currently informing person and women. The point is that I myself, being a part of Defy Ventures, got a chance to meet Seth Godin. He did something. He planted like a seed in my head. We had a conversation. It was five minutes, maybe 10 minutes. I don't even remember what Seth Godin said, but he planted an idea in my head. And he gave me a vision of what I could do to help other people and what I could do to bring my story and make something out of my story that perhaps hopefully brings value to others. The point is, Brent, to answer your question, once I had the discipline of writing every day, 5 a.m., sitting down with my cup of coffee after meditating, that combined with uh, Seth Godin giving me that vision, then it took like, uh, you know, 18 months. I, I write slowly, but, you know, the, the point is to just do it every day, have that vision. One of the best piece of advices I ever got is that if writing is something you want to do, maybe you should do it. Maybe not. If writing is something you have to do, then you should be a writer. And if writing's not something you have to do, consider, you know, maybe it's not really for you. These are the, some of the best pieces of advice I've been given. Hey, you've taken, you've taken it in from some of the best and, and you've applied it. And I think that's great. That's great that we hear that from you. Ed. Not very often, including myself. I've asked that question maybe three other times to authors. And I've gotten, I've gotten probably as many different whys. But at the end of the day, everyone wanted their story told or a story told. And um, I don't know that you know how many people that you actually reach. I, I really, you know, I don't. I, I wish every kid in America could uh, read your book that's soon going to be released. Hey, Ed, where, where can we find you on social media? And let's also remind everyone where your book probably will be most easily purchased. Yeah, thanks, Ed. I'll just give you a, you reminded me of a great quote, Maya Angelou. She says, uh, there is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside you. So that's, <laughs> that speaks to finding the why, I think. That's a great quote. I just got, I just got some goosebumps, my friend. <laughs> yeah, Brent, to answer your question, uh, so you, my, name is, uh, my name is Ed. Last name is K-R-E-S-S-Y. I'm pretty easy to find on social, uh, mostly Facebook and LinkedIn. My website is just like my name, www.edkressy.com. I love it. Uh, you can go to my website. You can get a free PDF I wrote on, how, uh, on some suggestions for questions to ask yourself if someone you love is recovering from addiction. You can read my weekly blog on recovery from addiction and uh, criminal justice reform. And you can absolutely buy a copy of my book, 10% of profits go to Defy Ventures, and uh, this book, my, my book, I, you'll get inspiration that transformation is possible 
despite the most hopeless seeming circumstances, escape is possible, transformation is possible, a beautiful life of service, a, a beautiful life of fulfillment awaits on the other side. In addition to that, Ed, you also do many, many speaking engagements, as you referenced or talked about earlier. So, uh, folks, if you know, you may not uh, fly Ed from San Francisco to New York, or you might because he has, or you could simply bring him in on a video conference if, uh, if that is more suitable. I'm sure he would be, uh, he'd be really excited to be able to talk to whomever um, you feel that he may be able to help or just share his story. It's an inspirational story. Ed, remind us of the name of the book. The book is uh, My Addiction and Recovery. Subtitle is Just Because You're Done With Drugs Doesn't Mean Drugs Are Done With You. Yeah, I'd love to speak. I may not be the most uh, highly polished public speaker, but audiences have responded well. You know, I give it my all and uh, I really focus on the audience. And so, like you say, I'd love to uh, come in and speak if I can help you and your group. That's right. And if you want to see a uh, more recent speaking engagement uh, on stage telling the story, uh, it was about a five or 10 minute story tell. You can go to Open Media Source on Facebook and you'll get a taste. He's awfully humble, but it, he brought down the house that night that he was there. And it was, uh, and again, I, I consider Ed a friend, met uh, via Defy Adventures, or Adventures, excuse me. And, and it's, it's uh, check that out too, by the way. It's, uh, it's pretty cool and it has a lot of really cool people that uh, are behind the scenes there. Well, on behalf of Ed and myself, Brent Duhame, your host at Breaking Business Barriers. Again, we want to thank our, our helpers in this, Open Media Source, Expanse Financial Group, and of course, our, our buddies over at American Option Insurance. Uh, Ed and I say onward and upward. Thank you. Thanks, Brent. Thanks, everyone.